This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. We're a couple days into the Atlantic hurricane season, so in addition to being prepared with batteries, water, pet food, and medicines, are your financial records ready for an evacuation? We'll talk about the four steps to financial preparedness as suggested by FEMA. But also, we want to hear your personal finance questions this morning. So give us a call. The phone number is one mpb ring It's one 672 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. I hope you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Always glad to have you back on the show, Nancy. You're looking refreshed and ready to get yeah, back in. Yeah, and you know what? It's hot here. Yeah. It's really hot. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, What about financial news in the news? Well, I've been looking at some acronyms. Uh, yeah, GDP, GDI, GDO. Um, we normally think about GDP. We hear that reported on the news. That is the gross domestic product. It gives us a measure of how our economy is growing. We've had some pretty good numbers lately. Um, and that uses uh, numbers based on what we spend. And we know that consumer spending takes up about two-thirds of that. Um, then we look at GDI, which is based on our income, gross domestic incomes. And uh, and then GDO is an average of GDP and GDI. And the reason this has been interesting to me lately is that GDI and GDP have been diverging. And normally they're pretty close together. Um, and so what we're looking at is any kind of signs of a slowdown, and this could be one of them. So GDI is much, much lower than uh, what GDP is right now, and we'll watch to see if they come back together or or if this is truly a sign of a slowing economy. So you're saying that we're being much more productive, but not getting paid appropriately for it. Or not getting paid as much. Not getting paid. No, I mean, well, if yeah, you're I mean, looking at production versus income. Yep. And so when when we are, when, when this does happen, where where is that going? Or maybe we're, we're just spending more than we're making. Where does that, oh, is, is, that, is that also and, a way that that plays um, in? And we're also looking at rising debt levels at the same time that our lending standards are really quite loose. So there's a little concern about, you know, people just taking on way too much debt. And uh, certainly if you're looking at an economic slowdown, you really need to pare back the amount of debt that you have and that you continue to take on because it's going to be much more difficult to then pay those payments. How has the market responded to uh, President Trump's uh, threat, I guess you could call it, of, of uh, tariffs on Mexico? He said it. He said it first. I did not say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, one day it, it's it's volatile, just like his pronouncements. And uh, so depending on whether investors 
uh, think this will really happen or they are listening to the threat. Uh, this last time when the threats were announced about the Mexico tariffs, uh, markets did back up dramatically. Now, they're yeah, bouncing hasn't, hasn't the other taken it well. Hasn't taken no, it well. not at all. But that was also kind of towards the end of a month where we had seen a lot of declines over the month. So uh, that that certainly is not a positive thing to hit it while we're down a little bit. But you know, keep keep in mind uh, as well, we're down you know about five or six percent off of again all time highs. So this isn't you know we're, but we're it down. still feels it's, bad. No, yeah. I mean we don't we don't like it going. We wish it would go up every single day, don't we? But it it doesn't. And um and this is off a of fairly high high. And so it is still up for the year. But what we're seeing is a lot of volatility, meaning, you know, we have big up days and big down days. And so we, we're just seeing these these wild swings as investors try to figure out the direction of things. And, you know, I thought an interesting illustration of sort of the global economy uh, was when they, uh, the specific example of automobiles that, you know, to say they're made in either Mexico or the United States is not really accurate yeah. because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you do part of it here and then we ship it to Mexico and then, the, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth, that sort of thing. We're, so. we're all very connected at this point. And interestingly, it's the it's it's I, I think it's mostly domestic manufacturers who have uh, you know moved a lot of production there. So it's GM and Ford that have I believe the most production or the most sourcing down there. So what you have you know in Mississippi we've seen recently uh, Nissan building a plant here, uh, Toyota building a plant here. Uh, they're building their plants in the United States for the U.S. market. Uh, so they are interestingly a little less affected by this. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're always looking for your personal finance questions on a Tuesday morning. Uh, but today we're also talking about preparedness for disasters, especially your uh, getting your financial house in order and your papers in order should uh, uh, a disaster occur. Uh, the Atlantic hurricane season, which affects Mississippi and all of the Gulf Coast, began on June 1st and runs through November 30th. MEMA, the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency, suggests that you have a preparedness kit uh, ready to go, uh, and that includes includes flashlight and battery-powered radio, canned and non-perishable food, bottled water, toiletry items, pet food and pet supplies, medicine and prescription medicine, but also copies of important family papers and documents. Uh, We suggest that you print the FEMA Emergency Financial First Aid Kit, and there's a number of worksheets that you can fill out there so that you'll be ready for an evacuation or disaster, and we'll have a link to that uh, kit on our website and on our podcast. Um, And so... uh, Let's. Uh, there are four steps that uh, FEMA suggests to financial preparedness. So maybe we can kind of go over these and, and talk about them. The first, ex- assess and compile, gather your important documents and contacts. And you know, some of the other advice we've been given on that this show before is, if if you're making this financial preparedness kit, you ought to know where some of this stuff is because, you know, throughout the year we suggest that you know where your financial papers are located. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, and you need to let family members know, uh, especially if you have grown children and uh, they're living somewhere else, um, they need to know where these things are in case something happens to you. Uh, number two says review your insurance policies and financial paperwork to be sure that they're still accurate and current. And I remember following Hurricane Katrina, there was a big brouhaha over uh, people who lived on the Gulf Coast that maybe thought their insurance coverage, you know, covered X, but the insurance company yeah, didn't Yeah, and, and the big so. thing was flood insurance. Mm-hmm. And um, and for some of those people, they were in um, zones that would have allowed them to get that coverage at a very small amount, but they didn't have it. So you really need to check that. 
Yeah, with insurances, making sure that insurance is not only that you you're you know kind of paid up on it and that you're you know know when your next payment date is because if you happen to be evacuating on the day you're supposed to be sending in a check that might be a bit a bit troublesome. Uh, but also making sure that coverage is adequate and covers not only the amount of damage but like you said the type of damage. Uh, and I know this mentions as well uh, things like rent. Um, you know if you are going to anticipate evacuating for a long time, how are you going to handle rent? You know um, you know. Kind of keeping open communication with your landlord is going to be important there. So making sure, making sure your payments are going to be, you know, in in, in good shape because you don't want to give anybody any reason to kind of deny you coverage or, or deny you what, what you're owed. And on that insurance, um, you need to think about replacement value because you may have been living in the house a long time. Oh, absolutely. And your coverage may not be adequate to rebuild. And what also happened after Katrina was there was a change in building code, so mm-hmm. now it's much more expensive mm-hmm. to rebuild on the same land. And I think uh, one reason why we're having this show so early in the season, generally, although there is, I think, a tropical depression that's supposed to influence our weather this week. Generally, hurricanes occur in the latter part of the season in October or uh, August, but September. But that has been changing the last several years. True. Yeah. Uh, but early on, if you get all this stuff together, uh, as Ryder mentioned, you know, check with your, if you're renting, check with your landlord to see, you know, what would happen in case of an emergency so that you don't, you know, you, you're going to have enough to worry about should a disaster occur, much less running around trying to gather all this stuff up. So that's and, why we're... And let's not forget, um, even though we have dodged a bullet for several years and we think oh gosh we're you know here in the jackson area we're three hours away from the coast Mm -hmm. but um when camille and then katrina came through there was damage all the way up here oh i remember for katrina there was a tree that fell down in my backyard and the top of the tree was inches from my back door so i was fortunate but yeah it was did it it reach out and (laughs) (laughs) i'm just picturing this tree knock on wood (laughs) Uh, number three on our list, uh, safeguard your papers and electronic copies of your files. So, you know, a good idea maybe if your, if your financial papers to have something maybe stored in the cloud uh, that uh, so that in case uh, the, the actual uh, paper copies are, are damaged or lost, or, you have that. Uh, again, if you're talking about grown children, you can email them um, copies so that wherever they are, uh, they can easily get hold of those. So there are a lot of services out there. I don't know the name of any specific service, but there are a handful of services that do kind of, you know, oh, you know, good security, password protected for all your important documents. But there are also, you know, you don't have to dig that deep. You don't have to go that specialized for it. You can just email documents to yourself, especially if you use like a cloud-based, uh, you know, online email service that has a lot of storage on it. That's very useful. Um, a lot of phone providers, I know, I know Apple has kind of an iCloud storage service uh, so that you you don't have to worry about getting some specialized service. You may already have a service that you can use. Dropbox, um, all sorts of all sorts of backup programs do things like that. And just have a special place, have a special folder. Uh, you may even want a password protected, you know, have a password protected document, things like that. So you don't have to do anything special. It doesn't have to be super hard to access. It could be in your email that you use every day. Which brings up um, you know, for many of us, those documents are available online somewhere. Absolutely. 
Exactly. But you have to have passwords to get mm-hmm. into them. So yeah. again, someone else needs to know what those passwords are because what if something happens to you? Um, and, and where those, pa- or at least where you where keep to those find passwords. them so that they can get in and search those. Yeah, Nancy, I like your suggestion. If you have a relative or a, someone you trust who lives outside, someone you of trust the, of, the, <laughs> of the affected area. Yeah, let's can, be very clear about this. <laughs> and then the last uh, step is to update and revisit that for financial first aid kit. Often, especially if you have changes, because again, it's not any good to you if you get it and the information there is not uh, current anymore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, it's time for our first break. When we get back, we'll continue talking about financial preparedness uh, during hurricane season. Also looking for your personal finance questions as we do each Tuesday. So what questions do you have about information that you need to evacuate with? Call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. How can you find out about disasters in your area? We'll have that information when we come back from the break. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss part of the show on a Tuesday morning, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again. Also, don't forget about the MPB Public Media app. When you download that for your smartphone, you can listen to all of the Think Radio programs on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today, we're looking for your personal finance questions, and also we're talking about financial preparedness now that we are in the early days of the Atlantic hurricane season. And a reminder that MPB partners with MEMA to provide important information in times of disaster. Uh, just a reminder of some of our transmitter sites and uh, frequencies. Uh, Biloxi's 90.3, Bude is 88.9, Jackson 91.3, Meridian 88.1, Greenwood 90.9, Starkville 89.9, Boonville 89.5, and Oxford 90.3. Basically, uh, everything down there at sort of the left end of your radio dial. Uh, so in times of emergency, uh, you can get important information uh, on, on that. So you can and, and because of our statewide coverage, you should be able to pretty much get that information wherever you happen to be uh, in the state of Mississippi. So is anyone even paying attention to hurricanes? Because, you know, it's all about baseball at my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's, uh, for yes, yeah, state and uh, and so 
other one got knocked out. Yeah, know? yeah, but uh, State and Mississippi State, or State and Ole Miss, both uh, advancing to the Super Regionals in uh, in uh, college uh, baseball. So we'll get to follow along there. It's exciting for for those fans. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's still a little early, but maybe you know, uh, between innings, maybe you should uh, run through and, <laughs> you know, and start. There's one thing that's not on here that okay. it's really important now, and that is cash. Um, because so many of us just don't carry cash mm-hmm. anymore. Um, it's not common for me to have it. And uh, when you head into uh, a storm, it could be that the ATMs are not working. Uh, it's not possible for you to get your hands on cash. So you really need to make sure when you know those storms are coming in, which is the advantage we have with hurricanes over tornadoes, we have a pretty good heads up. Right. Um, then you need to stockpile some cash and be ready. Uh, because you're right. I think even if you have a debit card, there might not the, uh, the networks might be down or whatever. So there might be something preventing you uh, from even accessing uh, your money via a debit or credit. Card so yeah good whole good old cash uh, have some with you and maybe you know get it out early in the hurricane season and have that in your financial preparedness kit so that you one less thing that you Just have don't to worry tell about anybody where that kit is <laughs> we've got a caller on the line so we say good morning uh, to Terry who's called in from Tupelo today good morning Terry you're on the air with us go ahead good morning um, we're talking about financial uh plans for uh, you know, disasters and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I work for a company that actually stores data for companies in the cloud that they can then access, especially if they lose their location due to hurricane or whatever, and they need to get back up and running. You can actually just buy the hardware and download back all your financial records into your system. Uh, That's one of the leading reasons that businesses go out of business is they have a fire or they have uh, a disaster that then uh, they lose all their records, Mm. basically. And so not only is it, you know, we talk about storing and keeping documents in safe places. Well, the safest place is as far away from where you are as possible. I had a gentleman in Jackson tell me, uh, he said, I want my cloud uh, service to be in Jackson. I said, sir, no, you don't. (laughs) You want it to be like as far away as possible because if something happens to Jackson, you don't want your data to be uh, disrupted. Absolutely. And so it's really important for people to realize that due to HIPAA regulations, Sorbanes-Oxley, other regulations, that you do not want those uh, documents being scattered to the wind. Uh, there's uh, usually a, a, a four-figure, five-figure uh, fine with each HIPAA violation. So anyway, just wanted to let people know that there are uh, solutions through software as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's important. I mean, you know, we use backups, off, multiple backups um, in our office, and uh, I use backups uh, on my personal data. And, and so you don't have to go for, you know, something that's just advertising some, uh, you know, d- specific document storage. You know, a lot of times you can use this in your broader life, and it can be very useful, and you can have backups for all sorts of reasons. 
This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, talking today about being financially prepared in times of a natural disaster, but also we always look for a personal finance question if you have one. Uh, so if you do, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Got some open phone lines, so if you do have a personal finance question this morning, uh, give us a call and Ryder and Nancy will do their best to give you some assistance this morning. So I guess it's important uh, for a number of reasons to be able uh, to prove who you are. So uh, what do you think are some uh, good IDs or ways to prove who you are that you could put in your your financial preparedness kit? Uh, well, I'm going to cheat and look at this list here. We've got <laughs> we, obviously, obviously your driver's license and not only keeping that on you, uh, because that's probably going to be the most commonly used ID, but keeping a copy of that. And, and you know, if you if you using a online storage, if you take a picture of it and use it on your phone, uh, at least you have the information on there. And uh, sometimes that's sometimes people will you know kind of look at that just to verify some things about you. Um, but uh, this goes on to say uh, things like birth certificates and marriage licenses, uh, Social Security cards. Uh, it's if you have children, it may be a little more important to have their birth certificates uh, because you use it a lot more for a child than you know. I haven't. I don't know when the last time I used my birth certificate was. Um, but uh, to get a passport. Yeah, but I got a passport when I was like ten, and I've just renewed just it ever renewed since. It? So yeah. I haven't. Yeah, that that may have been the last time I used my. I probably used it to uh, maybe used it when I went to college, maybe when I went uh, to boarding school. Uh, but those are that you know. So it more important, a lot more use when you're younger out of a birth certificate. So they do make you get a new picture, I, I guess. I mean, there's not on ten your, year old writer pa- on, your right, on your passport. Okay. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, but you can just go to like CVS and get a new picture for your passport. That's not. It's not a big deal. Well, that's like our badge here. I've you know been here for a while. My my picture on my employee badge looks to be about twenty years old. So, uh, yeah, but um, you know having information on your children because if you do have to file for some assistance, uh, especially from FEMA, you have to have some support that shows. Yes, this is the makeup my fa- of my family. This is the size of my family. And that's what will determine what kind of assistance you get. And I think we uh, need to not forget about pets when we do this. You know, they're an important part of our family as well. They're everything at my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, have your pet records as well. So if you, uh, you know, if you have to evacuate and, and are temporarily relocated somewhere else, you could go to the local vet there uh, and your pet's records would be helpful in, in making sure that your pet uh, gets the health care that it needs while you're uh, temporarily. Well, and um, you need to have a record of their vaccinations right. if mm-hmm. you have to then board them somewhere right. where you don't usually board them, they won't take them unless they know that they've been vaccinated. And this also mentions their microchip information and if you have an emotional support letter for your for your pet or if they're a service animal, obviously that's very important. You need to have anything to indicate, you know, that they're a service animal. Uh, we have another caller on the line. So we say hello to Debbie, who's called in from Wesson. You're on there with us, Debbie. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Good morning. Um, for those people who are either preppers or evacuators, this is a very small investment to put somewhere where you're going to be able to take it with you or have it where you stay. Get you a really, really good, easy-to-use manual can opener. Not every can has a pull top. Mm-hmm. That's oh, that's point. a good there idea. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if, if you're on the road. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. 
because you're not going to be able to use an electric can opener, most likely. Right. All right, Debbie, thanks for the call. A good uh, suggestion there. Again, that's, you know, we, I think we've become so used to technology and electricity and that sort of thing that we take that for granted. And so it is a good reminder to as many sort of manual type of things that you can have uh, in a kit that prepares you for disaster. Well, and you also need a battery-operated radio mm-hmm. um, because so many systems will be down, and that will be your own, only way to know what's going on. Uh, we gave uh, radios as a, as a thank you gift years ago, a weather radios and I, I got one and, and really the one I have is really great and I use it even when the power goes out with you know thunderstorms and that sort of thing it's one of the little crank ones mm-hmm. so it's a you know you crank it up to do the battery it's got the it's got a radio on it it's got some kind of siren that's very loud and annoying but you might need that if you need to pull someone over right, <laughs> <laughs> right or really it's got a light and everything so um, it's it's been useful for me uh, you know like say even when when the power goes out and you again you know we're so used to having you know, with power goes out, you can't watch TV, can't do on the internet. If you have a book, you could read that, but you maybe read by candlelight, that sort of thing. So it's nice to have that weather radio uh, there to uh, to just to keep you in touch with what's going on in terms of news and that kind of thing. And, and I think taking uh, Debbie's point a little bit further, I'm just now thinking about food preparation. This is one of my favorite topics: food preparation. So if we have any callers you want to call, talk about recipes, please dial in. Um, but thinking about you know the basics that you would need uh in your kitchen you know especially if if, especially if you're going to head somewhere what are the things that you you know might need to take with you you know what are the critical things you can't take every blender that you can have you can't take everything um you know you know a large pot or skillet you know a preparation knife and you know some some utensils things like that what are the important things that you're going to need and um and so kind of like that can opener you know what are matches 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 exactly um you know those sort of things, you know, what are the basics that you need? What are the things that you can't live without uh, if you were to have to, you know, head out, if you were to have to move into an apartment for a certain amount of time and you just couldn't... Or be on a campground somewhere. Or yeah. on a campground. I mean, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that you're going to, you know, that you're a prepper and you're going to head for the hills, but I mean, you might not be able to get back into your house for two months and be living in an apartment, you don't want to have to go refit a whole kitchen. But if you if you have a box of your critical kitchen utensils, your critical kitchen needs, you can get by for a good while. Also, I think, you know, if you are if you have that and then you're able to prepare comfort food or whatever, I mean, you're going to be under so much stress that Absolutely. It, the little things like that can kind of help oh, make things easier. let's talk about comfort food. Macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so obviously you buy cases of Kraft macaroni and cheese <laughs> and food. Box. <laughs> Not the blue tarp on the roof, but the blue box uh, in your kit. <laughs> you got to have your priorities in the right place, Kevin. All right. Uh, it is time for another break. We are talking today about making sure that your financial records are in order uh, should disaster strike as the Atlanta, Atlantic hurricane season began just a couple of days ago and lasts through the summer. Uh, so we'll continue our discussion after the break. We're also looking for your personal finance questions. If you have one this morning, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. It's one 672 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Timothy is on the line from Louisiana. We'll get his comment after the break. But a reminder, you know, we've been talking primarily about hurricanes, but there are other disasters that MEMA encourages you to prepare for. We'll tell you a little bit about that after the break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder also holds their certificate in investment performance measurement from the CFA Institute. We're talking about being financially prepared in an event of a natural disaster. We've been uh, focusing primarily our discussion on hurricanes because hurricane season started in June. Uh, but uh, MEMA, the Mississippi Emergency uh, Management Agency, also has has uh, information about preparing for hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods, uh, winter weather, and that sort of thing. So you can find out information uh, at the um, website msema.org. We have a caller on the line, so we'll talk to Timothy calling in from Louisiana. Good morning, Timothy. You're on the air with us. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. I would just like to advocate for a uh, a terabyte hard drive backup system as well as the cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's nothing like having a hard drive to just just plug it back in if the if the net is down for some reason. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And they're very cheap now. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And insurance like that is a heck of a way to you know uh, to cover your butt you know what i'm saying <laughs> so and can you easily take it with you oh yes ma'am they're 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 very yes ma'am they very easy Good. very easy yeah that's and a, also i would recommend a solar backup system for your power for your house not a gasoline generator yeah you know, I've, I've run into this many times when i lived down in south louisiana where my neighbors would have gasoline generators and they they didn't use them, didn't use them, didn't use them. Mm. They sat gas sat in there mm-hmm. and ruined the carburetor, and you had to clean the carburetor before you could use it. That's true. And I wouldn't know how to do that. Well, you could just go on the web and read the instructions. But you said, but you said the internet's going to be down, right? Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the Wait. library. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, the library. Love the library. But a solar powered, you know, you need a two hundred watt panel and some and a battery and a, and a little charge controller. You know, less than a hundred and fifty bucks. And because you, you know have. what you have plenty of after a storm comes through, and that's sunshine. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. But I, I, I suggest that you charge before the storm. Right. And just, you know, I oh, mean, right, of if, course. You, if you've got a, a deep cycle battery, it'll hold that charge for a dang good while. All right. Yeah. Hey, Timothy, you thanks uh, for the information. Some good suggestions there. And, you know, that, uh, the other thing I remember from the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina with the gasoline generators or cars, for that matter, was mm-hmm. it was difficult to find gas stations. Yeah, that were open. absolutely. And yeah. so, as Timothy suggests, maybe the solar power. And if power, you did, there were long lines. Yeah. Generator uh, is, is a good idea. So thanks, Timothy. Uh, some good suggestions there. And the local backup of, uh, of your information um, just just in case the you know internet is down or it's a lot quicker uh, just to plug your you know hard drive into your computer than it is to download all that data again so that's a great point yeah I, uh, before it crashed years ago I did have a uh, an external hard drive and uh, Nancy it's about the size of a small book sometimes mm-hmm. and I think this was years ago so I imagine they've even gotten uh, smaller and they are easy to just you know unplug from your PC uh, toss it there with your important papers and then wherever you get to go wherever you end up at, again, easy to just to plug it well, back I, in. I just think we need to there. get Timothy's address, because if the end of the world comes, I'm <laughs> heading to 
his house. <laughs> this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We've got some open phone lines. Uh, if you have any comments about being financially prepared uh, in case of impending natural disaster, or if you have a personal finance question that you need answered, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show. It's money at mpbonline.org. Another part of the emergency financial first aid kit that we're talking about today, and by the way, uh, this is something that's uh, put out by uh, MEMA uh, or FEMA, I, which is pretty much the same thing, both on a federal and state level. Uh, we'll have uh, this kit for you, uh, linked to it on our website, so that the, there's a lot of, uh, it's basically a booklet with a bunch of worksheets that remind you of the things that you need to uh, have re- ready to go with you. And part of that is because even though we have these organizations like MEMA and FEMA, um, it, it takes a while for them to get in and get cranked up. So you need to know when a storm is coming through, you're going to have days or maybe a week or so when you're basically on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've talked about the idea of, uh, you know, having uh, records of your insurance policies, um, uh, maybe a list of your bank accounts and retirement accounts. Uh, what about utility or debt payments? Uh, just where, where do you think that that might come in handy? Well, you might need some um, record of your utility payments just to establish residency. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, And also any powers of attorney or wills and trust information that you have. And again, you know, we talked about this, that this should be maybe safeguarded in a safe or a file cabinet at your home. And it's it's very easy to kind of convert it into this uh, portable uh, weatherproof uh, financial preparedness kit that we're talking about this morning. And that's particularly important. uh, If you're taking care of an elderly parent and you maybe have power of attorney over them, make sure you have copies of all those documents uh, that are, you know, for them, they give you the power to to help them out to, you know, do financial transactions on their behalf, et cetera. Another call to get to. Um, it's our friend Mikey uh, calling in from Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. You're on the air with us. Hey, good morning. Thank you all so much. Um, this is more valuable than you know. I've been through it a couple of times. And I'd, I'd like to mention, uh, Timothy's absolutely right. Anything solar-powered, but, um, uh, you know, the, the not as advanced technologically as he is with, you know, solar things. Um, I'd just like to suggest that any kind of lights, particularly, even if you just go and buy the little things that are walkway lights, are really good to have on hand because you can set them out during, you know, in the middle of your devastation so you can survey it uh, during the day uh, and at night you can at least get around with them. Mm. And you, you can, know? most of them have just a, a small little, um, you know, where you just stick them in the ground. Right. You can actually pick them up and use them like a lantern inside. Right, exactly. And Or stick them in a flower pot if you still got Oh, one. that's a good idea. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> but I mean, you can use them. It's an, we're talking emergency here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, but the thing, as far as the paper stuff that y'all helped me with so much, um, and I learned this the hard way, um, make sure that you have plenty of checks, whether you use them or not, which I do, but make sure you got plenty of checks with you because whatever you've got, if you've got flood in addition to hurricane, is going to be totally useless. And if you're going through a divorce at the same time, you got bigger trouble. Yes. And, <laughs> so, um, um, and, and know, Mikey, that when we talk to, to anyone under the age of probably now 40 and we say checks, they just give us a blank look. 
Uh, listen, you can, you can, you know, if, if everybody else's power is going to be down and stuff, whatever, there are places that will still, if they know you, will accept your check. That's a you good know? point. Or if yeah. you need to make a mortgage payment and mail it off in time, they will accept your check because they have in the past. All right, uh, Mikey, thanks for your call. Uh, good to hear from you this morning. Uh, traveler's checks, Ryder, remember we talked about those a couple of weeks ago. And, and how, oh, I uh, have fun memories yeah. of those. <laughs> what, and what, a terrible story, too. Yeah, I think you'll have to remind me. I've forgotten already what a traveler's check is. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like the idea of cash, although Mikey did make a point. If you have to send something off, you don't want to send cash through the mail. But I really do think uh, that idea of having a little, a little cash stashed away uh, with these important papers is a good thing to do because, you, you know, again, you don't know when your access to your bank accounts and your money is going to be limited by circumstances after a, a disaster. And you can do much larger transactions with a check as well. So, and, and even if it's even if it's just going to another bank and getting a check cashed um, so that you can have cash available to go spend wherever you go. Although this is one over 40 person who has not written a check in, gosh, I don't know how many, I, I don't have any checks. And so uh, the rare time when I'm forced to use one, I usually have to go to the bank and, and get something along those lines. I, I I wrote a check, I wrote a check uh, three days ago to pay for my car tag, so I I am I am the one under you 40. You had to find one of those checks? Check. Oh, I know where my checks are, Nancy. I am prepared. I've been prepared. Re- I have, I've been reading this checklist. Yeah, okay. Um, it's interesting. My bank will send out a check. When I do mobile banking, they actually send out paper checks to things, but like I said, I, I haven't had checks in a while. Although I do miss, you know, you get to pick out the design and all that sort of thing. Anyway. That used to be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember we used to put uh, our social security numbers on the checks? <laughs> Everything was on there. Your phone number, Just your address. Because you were going to go through the grocery and you didn't want to have to write it down. Such a shockingly bad idea. Uh, Ryder, you've been following along with the actual kit. And w- when we talked about uh, some mm-hmm. of the documents to include, the, the housing payments and the list mm-hmm. of your banks and anything, anything that you're seeing in there that we've uh, neglected to kind of bring up in this section of the... Um, so, I mean, they do cover all your financial obligations, you know, and particularly one thing I mentioned before, if you're taking care of taking care of uh, an elderly adult, you know, you know, where are they? Are they in a, in a facility somewhere or, or is there somewhere where you're going to need to move them to or, you know, if the move, you know. If they're getting ready to move into a facility or something, you know, what are your alternate options? Um, also, under financial accounts, obviously, I think we've gone through most of those, but also vehicle reg. I don't think we've mentioned a lot about uh, vehicle oh, registrations, yeah. um, uh, car loans on them, etc. The worst, the last thing you want is the the repo man to show up right right as you've right after you've packed the car uh, to head out. Um, so staying on hide top it of, around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hide, hide at your neighbor's house. Um, um, also, sources of income. Things like Social Security, uh, if you have any uh, veterans benefits or TANF, things like that, alimony, child support. You know, again, uh, yeah, there's a couple of things you need to make sure. Make sure that they are coming in or if you're paying them out um, that they're accounted for and you, you can handle them. Uh, making sure they're the right amount and making sure that you can access those. So if that's uh, preferably, those should all be going into your bank account that maybe you have a, have a, um, a checkbook for, um, but you have a debit card that 
that you can use uh, at any ATM uh, once you get kind of in a, in a safe area. And I think that's a direct deposit helps there. So to make sure uh, if, if something happens that, that your your paycheck is, is automatically being uh, debited into your account. And, Ronnie, you know, when you brought up about uh, if you have relatives or or loved ones in, an, in a nursing facility or an assisted living facility, mm-hmm. something along those lines, you need to think about them and what they what will happen with them. That was one of the sad stories was, of that yeah. rash of hurricanes we had a couple of years ago where the, the folks in the nursing home mm-hmm. were kind of got stuck there. So that's certainly yeah. something uh, that you want to think about as well. And it can even be a thing where they're in a perfectly safe place. You know, maybe they're somewhere else in the country, but if you're the one who's responsible for communicating with the home and, uh, you know, making sure they have money for any, any of the extra things they want or making sure that their bill gets paid, you know, make sure that is taken care of, um, you know, so that there's no interruption in, you know, there, there's no need for you to have an emergency, which ends up with them having an emergency. One uh, last break this hour. Uh, we have been talking today about how you can financially prepare your documents for a disaster, especially since the hurricane season started on Saturday. Uh, there's also time for you to call in with a personal finance question because our phone lines are open and available at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show, send it to money at mpbonline.org. In addition to financial preparedness, FEMA's website has additional educational materials. We'll tell you about some of those when we get back. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we've been talking about uh, financial preparedness uh, in, uh, in the advance of a natural disaster. Hurricane season uh, for the Atlantic uh, Basin began in on uh, June 1st. Uh, but uh, the FEMA website, which is ready.gov, has some other useful information. Uh, things about thunderstorms and lightning, extreme heat, power outages, an active shooter, also how to get involved in your community. So again, ready.gov has information not only for what we're talking about this morning, uh, but other emergency situations as well. Extreme heat. <laughs> That's just our usual way of life around here, isn't it? What's extreme, really? And again, uh, if uh, we are suggesting that you uh, fill out the emergency financial first aid kit that's designed by FEMA, uh, the link to their worksheets will be on our webpage and podcast. And again, Ryder's been helping us make sure we stay on track with it. But it's just a series of worksheets and that sort of thing so that you can uh, sort of organize all your financial papers and make sure that uh, anything that you might need is in this uh, kit, this first aid kit that we're suggesting that you create uh, in advance of the natural disaster so that if something bad does happen, uh, you can get this information, have it all compiled in one spot and have it uh, for wherever you need to go. You know, sometimes it's a temporary uh, evacuation and you're able to get back to your area within a day or two. But again, as we use Hurricane Katrina as an example, a lot of times I know there were people that were displaced there for for months on end. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you want to be prepared not only for the short term, 
uh, but for the long term as well. Uh, also, um, you might have credit cards that are coming due in the middle of all of this, and you don't want to wreck your credit score. Um, so make sure if you know a storm's coming, you might want to just pay a little early or make sure you can get somewhere where you can make those payments. Don't miss them. Uh, the first aid uh, financial first aid kit also has a section for household contacts, and it suggests uh, protecting your identity, keep your electronic records safe with uh, passwords and pins. Uh, so, some tips: uh, select something that's memorable, but not that is not public information about yourself. Uh, don't use the same password for more than one account, and I'm guilty of that one. Are you kidding me? Well, that's what it says. Are so. you kidding me? I can't I, remember all of these. I usually find just you know password, and then you know like my name usually works really well. <laughs> now we know how to unlock everything. Actually, and I think, Ryder, you mentioned this uh, earlier. I, for my phone, I have one of those master password things mm-hmm. where you have one password for the app, and then it stores all of your other passwords. Mm-hmm. So as long as you remember your main one, you can go there, and it supplies uh, the passwords that you need for your other your other things. So, But can I remember the main one? That's the question. Well, it is easier to try to remember one than... Several. It needs to be one really good one, though. Like maybe a good funny joke that you'll always remember. Okay. Uh, one thing I uh, remember, a tip that I've used is that, you know, take a sentence and then use maybe the the first letter of each word, that kind of thing. Like, f- I, I often use ADP in my, um, here I am really? giving away sensitive information. I, I use, <laughs> I'm we, sorry, I used to. I'm sorry. I should have hit the momentary uh, muting switch there. That was a great, Let me great say, opportunity. I used to do this. Of course, I don't okay. do it anymore. But I live on and drive, so and drive Pearl, ADP. So you might know that, but then how do how is it mixed up in my password? Is is there Mississippi after that? (laughs) Who knows? He's not saying. (laughs) I'm often I'm awful also fond of the uh, exclamation point. Uh, Kevin, Kevin. (laughs) and which number do you put in? If you could just give us the last six digits of your social security, I think we're going to wrap this show up. And obviously, never give out your password or pin for any reason, no matter whom the person. Is or claims to be. Even if it's for a public service (laughs) on the radio. Oh, dear. Um, So one thing, uh, so this is a good time to bring up that uh, FEMA says beware of scams because in the wake of disasters, there are often people, uh, there there are a lot of people in a very vulnerable uh, position. And there are folks who are, there are folks who will outright scam them, who who are saying, oh, these are people who, you know, maybe they know they're getting an assistance check. Maybe they know they're just desperate for anything and they will pay for it. Um, But they could even just be things that are um, just an unusual bad deal. I'm thinking things like price gouging. You know, someone says, oh, yeah, you know, I'll help you find an apartment. It's only going to be $2,000 a month. If you're looking for an apartment in Jackson, Mississippi, and it's $2,000 a month, that's it's not a scam if you end up in an apartment, but it's some, you can do a lot better. Well, you and, should ask more questions. Um, construction issues also often mm-hmm. pop up because you have somebody show up and, you know, you're desperate. I've got to get this tree off of my yeah. house. And, and someone says, well, give me 100 bucks up yeah. front. I'll take care of it in and two then they hours disappear. and then they're gone. 
Uh, and that's a good point. In, in the aftermath of when uh, contractors come out again, you want to make sure that they can prove to you that they're registered and you know all the proper permits and that sort of thing. Uh, my oldest brother, who lives in Pensacola, uh, in, it was Hurricane Ivan, I think, which was maybe 2004, if I remember correctly. Uh, their condo sustained some damage. They had a contractor who was doing a lot of the work. Well, it turned out that this guy had a scam going where he would go start a bunch of projects to get a bunch of money, and then he would basically leave that area and start a bunch more. So he was sort of trying to stay one step ahead. Well, he eventually got found out, committed suicide. Oh, uh, but the wow. bottom line was he had done a lot of work that was not done properly. And so my brother and his wife had to go back and have another contractor redo some of the work that always had been done to make sure it was up to code and that sort of thing. So again, uh, the thought is, you know, just make sure uh, that, 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 did you know who you're dealing with? And, and if, if someone's coming uh, to repair your home, uh, make sure that they're properly vetted and uh, licensed and, and that sort of thing. And if someone comes door to door and asks you for, for your, for instance, email or bank account password, uh, just don't give it to them, right. Kevin. Right, right, right. So, but as I said, those I, I don't use those anymore. No, no just... goodness, no, never, never would. <laughs> nope, not, not me. Um, so, uh, Ryder, anything else that kind of jumps out at you at the kit that uh, we've not uh, touched on as yet? So a lot of the last things are just contact information, you know, keep track of, obviously, anybody in your house, you know, have a list of, you know, these are all the people who live in this house. Because, again, this kit, you know, some of the stuff is going to be super important to kind of write down and have with you. And you know, if your family gets separated, um, you know, a smaller child, you know, they're not going to know the Social Security numbers and birth dates of all the everybody in the family or, or even just some basic information necessarily. And so good to have that uh, contact information um, for uh, folks you deal with financially. So, you know, landlords, banks, things like that, things that we've kind of covered. But if you have specific contact people there, a financial advisor who would be useful for you. Um, someone who can help you move your money around and uh, also contacts of just your general emergency contacts folks who don't live in the area uh, folks who maybe have do have some more information about you have some backup information that you have uh, th- those are good to have good to keep track of because it's not necessarily that oh you know you're going to f- forget that your friend lives in Memphis and you want to go to their house it's that you might get separated from the rest of your family and if that's the plan they need to know the plan too. Alright so we wrap up up with a couple of websites. Ready.gov is a website that can help you prepare for different types of emergencies. FEMA has an app for your smartphone, and Mississippi has msema.org. Uh, that's for the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks, or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is Produced by Liz Gill. So for Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Up next, it's In Legal Terms. We hope that you'll join us next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 